Pythagoras, a famous Greek mathematician best known for the dubbed Pythagoras Theorem. But back in his day, he was also known as a mystic and a prophet, and was the founder of Pythagoreanism, a cult based on the teachings and beliefs held by Pythagoras and his followers. You're listening to Casual History. Welcome back to Casual History. Welcome, welcome. We are here again, Jacob and Jeff, um, back at it for another week. Having to That's record right. this one a bit earlier um, in the week um, because I will be gone through the through the weekend when we typically record. So, um, so am I, man. Feeling, so am I. We're both feeling a bit town. funny. Um, it's a Thursday <laughs> night. Yeah, this is not right. This doesn't feel like our you know our podcast time. Yeah, and then we're we're doing another night pod too. Which is kind of, yeah. you know, hey, yeah, what, what do you guys do? like the night pods? What can you do? Hopefully they do. Uh, we got it. We got an answer in some of the on the question that we put out on Spotify. You know where whether I, you were being crazy. Yeah, and I think I think <laughs> some he said he didn't know. You know, and I I respected one at least the one I saw. I think there was more than that, yeah. but the one I saw, um, the guy basically complimented the the episode, which is really. Awesome. Cool. Um, but then said he didn't know. And I was, I mean, fair enough, you know? <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. I still, I think I, I need to go back and think about it more. I haven't since we last <laughs> talked about it. It's a moral dilemma. But Jeffrey, after hearing your intro, yeah. man, uh, is this going to be, is this Nerd Central? It, is this uh, going to no, officially gonna, be the nerdiest podcast? Math. We're not really getting we're into not. the math of Pythagoras. What we're getting into is the... The interesting bits in my head, which not saying that the interesting Ooh. scientific bits aren't cool, right? But yeah, you're trying to say math isn't cool, dude. No, no, I'm not trying, trying to say? say that. What I'm trying to say is that there's some, there's a whole story about Pythagoras that I had no clue about, as in the story of who he, of what he did in his off time, <laughs> or what he, I guess maybe math was his off time. I don't know. It we'll we'll get into it. Um, okay, but it's really interesting. Um, essentially, I mean, you know, do you know the Pythagorean, Pythagoras theorem, Jacob? Dude, I don't remember anything <laughs> from high school math. Okay. I don't remember okay. shit. That's, hey, that's, that's <laughs> fine. That's fine. Um, I, that math was my absolute worst subject. Yeah. That, that needs to be our question for this episode is, um, like what grade did you get in math? I want to know <laughs> what you guys got. Yeah. If you guys were good at it, if you are, who are you? Yeah. Um, we probably weren't friends. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> but, I was yeah, okay at worst. math. Um, I don't think I was the best because I just had focus elsewhere. But it's a a Dude. square plus b square equals c square. Ah, of course I've heard that. Yeah, and of course the um, you know how to figure out the it's like isosceles try or the. Decohed- ah. well, we'll get into the names here. Decohedron. I have it all. Trust me. It? I don't want to sound ignorant right off the top here. We're, we're okay. like minute five in before I get and show my... <laughs> They're already turning off the yeah. show. You know what? Okay. <laughs> we're just going to skip this one. Which is the reason why I'm not going to... I'm not really going into the math of... I'm not... That's... People yeah. know that, right? The you were telling me... idea you know of Pythagoras is the math. So we're not really getting into that. Right. You were saying something about a gang? A Are you cult, telling me Jacob. that... Pi- a cult? Jacob. A, cult. a math cult, he, no, a nerd he, cult. He, 
was a charismatic personality, supposedly. Oh. Um, and had a cult of um, that they were called Pythagoreanism. Um, right. It was like the it, almost a religion. Like it, it includes a lot of. We'll, we'll we'll get into it, but because basically, like like you and like myself. Yes. All I really knew was, oh, cool. He was the name on the. The math that he figured yeah, out this this problem. The name on the math, yes. right? The name on the math, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the name on the textbooks. But hardly, I, I, I mean, I'll say this: I feel like hardly anyone, even from what I was reading, knows um, that uh, basically that this man who helped all of us in high school <laughs> um, <laughs> how to figure out, um, you know, navigate right triangles and solve basically a bunch of different problems that in the real world led an extremely bizarre religious cult and died, Jacob, in a fiery blaze of glory. Oh, my God. I am so ready. Yeah. Um, I'm so ready for this. There was a good analogy that I found that I kind of want to touch on here that they said essentially it's it's picture this, right, that the fire, the the ending fire blaze of glory is very reminiscent of the one in which David Koresh or Koresh, uh, you know, with the Waco, Texas cult. Um, that oh. happened in 1994. And they said, but imagine that instead of David Koresh um, just being, you know, the religious teacher, that in his spare time he had also been a famous philosopher, uh, scientist, and also a good friend and personal spiritual and dietary advisor to an Olympic champion. So that was Pythagoras. <laughs> what? Yeah, Pythagoras was that. Wait, and that what? Was, that was the similarity that I read, and I'm like, wait, what did you just say? <laughs> Dude was all over the map. Yeah, um, and like that's in the math, not let alone the math and the mathematician, like the great mathematician that he was. So right. this man led a very unique, dynamic life um, okay. that I wanted to touch on, and it it caught me by surprise. Um, right, you have my attention. Yeah, and and also, I'm, this is not an ending that I want to give away. I won't yeah. give away the ending um, of not what yet. ended up happening. Um, not yet. But that's the picture I want you to picture when you're thinking of this man, um, because right. according to historians and lots of other sources, that's how Pythagoras died, right? Like in a blaze of glory. Um, I I immediately picture Goku in like full flames. You're right. Go, go, <laughs> when you go. say that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's all. I, that's all I see in my head. That's my mental picture right now. That's a good mental picture. Um, okay, good. But essentially, to start the the story starts, and we'll, we'll let's cut back to the to the beginning, Jake. Let's cut back to the beginning. Okay. We gave you a good summary. Let's, let's cut back yeah. to the beginning. Um, the cold January night. <laughs> yeah. Well, th- his father. I'm going to butcher these people's names. Okay. Just that's okay. Again. Um, they know the what they're getting work. into. The people know. I will probably butcher names, but just know <laughs> that the effort and the attempt is there. Okay. Yes. So we're going to start off with a name. Min- Minisarchus, a Greek jeweler, was his father. Okay. And his okay. wife, Perthenus, um, who was a housewife, um, were both affluent worshipers of Apollo. Um, we've touched on Apollo, the, the god Apollo, in um, yes. previous episodes, just as in the religion that was of the time. Um, within the Greek world. Um, but essentially, th- th- those are the parents, right? Um, they had mm-hmm. a pretty non, uh, you know, exciting or I guess a very quiet existence. Um, and basically, um, uh, on a visit to town in Delphi, kind of this is where the story starts, right? Um, where according to Iamblichus, which who is a fourth century Syrian philosopher, 
Man, this, I want to steal these names, man. Yeah, there's some great names in here. Um, I'm naming my first kid Amblicus. 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 That's how it's uh, <laughs> read, so that's how I'm going to say it. Amblicus. I like it. <laughs> um, but essentially the story goes that they consulted one of the uh, one of Greece's most famous religious authorities, who was a priestess called the Pythian Oracle, and who was thought to be able to see the future. And she ended up telling the the, cu- the young couple, the father and, and mother uh, of soon-to-be Pythagoras, um, that they would have a son who would change the world. Okay. Okay. And so okay. it already starts off like divine, Ominous. right? That's that's right. The divine. <laughs> so wow. some some back history though. Delphi was the site of a major athletic festival. So it's not the the um, Olympic Games, but right. essentially that they were called the Pythian Games, and they were held every four years, similar to the Olympics though. Um, gotcha. And it was there to that 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 uh, Olympic uh, not Olympic games that Pythian games were there to honor the god Apollo. Okay. That was essentially some of the the ritualistic nature of it, from what I read. Okay. Um, but essentially, the father um, renamed his wife Pythias. So it, her her name wasn't originally Pythias, but since um, going to that uh, in Pythian um, uh, uh, oracle renamed yeah. his wife which how do you like that just renaming your wife what okay um, how about rights women's rights yeah <laughs> what the heck um yeah quite that that was pretty uh ooh, um pretty interesting um also uh, not to jump on a side note man but like that yeah. um that whole idea like that that existed for like you know probably like thousands of years of like people being seers and stuff is super fascinating yeah to me. We touched um, on it again. I know we've touched on some of these aspects in different stories that have just connected to it, but I do think it probably would be interesting to to have a whole um, episode dedicated to just some of the myth and lore around um, the ancient oracles that kind yeah. of were were known. Um, kind of kind like the Lucinian ones. mysteries and how that's kind of connected to it, which, which is what we've touched on before in previous episodes. But um, would be interesting to do. Excuse me. Um, Thank you. But so uh, following this encounter with the Oracle, they uh, ended up moving, uh, I guess, from the seer's um, uh, request, not request, but uh, advice to a town called Phoenicia um, in what is now Syria for Pythagoras's oh. birth. So in, in 582 BC, um, uh, basically Pythagoras is born. Um, and they named him in the Pyth- uh, Pythian tradition, so that's why where he gets his name Pythagoras. Um, gotcha. But the story so goes. So did they? Sorry. Immediately, like get like put a, a math book in his hand. I don't like, know. What's dude, the story with these prodigies, he, man? He, he, well, I don't. I really don't know. Like uh, from the sounds of obviously all of his, because uh, c- we touch on his personality a bit and kind of what right. what is known. Just seems like he did five six different things and everything he did he did well so uh wow. one of them being a cult leader so. wouldn't know what that's like yeah wouldn't know what that's like. Uh, yeah it's <laughs> you know i will i would jacob but you know we won't we i won't know touch I, on we that. won't okay. <laughs> let's not get into your own shortcomings here on the podcast please yeah, yeah we'll, we'll, keep <laughs> we'll that save for that for uh, a therapy session somewhere yeah but <laughs> essentially they, they pythagoras was born um and at 18 uh pythagoras ended up leaving um, Sa- Samos, the town Samos, where he studied. I thought this was interesting. And in my my Miletus, 
which was a Greek-occupied seaport on the coast of modern-day Turkey, um, with mm. none other than Thales, who was a legendary naturalist and explored um, essentially his roots in Phoenicia. Which oh. again, my butchering of these names. Please don't That's hurt okay. me, people. Please That's don't okay. hurt me. Um, but the we story goes you. then that he went to Memphis in Egypt, which this is another interesting part. It seems like he touched, you'll see why, but he studied in Egypt for more than 20 years with the Egyptian religious myst, religious mystics. Um, and it wasn't until Pythagoras turned 60 that he even began to settle down. You're and his thoughts on aging were pretty interesting um, and weren't, you know, typical, I guess. And so... According to a biographer who I, I read about, um, and basically one of the, the a few ancient writers who who told the legends of Pythagoras, that he saw his life more in four stages, like four separate stages of life. Um, I thought I'd list them just because some yeah. little, little philosophy and or maybe what you stages know, just, are we in? Jeff? Yeah. So it says twenty years a boy, twenty years okay. a youth, twenty years a young man, and twenty years an old man. Oh, wow. And so by the time he was 60, um, basically he was at the end of his first three epochs, <laughs> and he decided sure. to relax. Um, but through his life, again, we're given an overview, but it's just found it all really interesting that I felt worth mentioning, um, that through his travels, he brought him to a city called Croton. Kind of sounds like Krypton, but, you know, I'm not going to. <laughs> I'm not going to judge. Maybe Krypton came from that. I'm a, maybe I'm a nerd. Um, but Croton was the city's name. Yeah, Crouton. Yeah. Crouton, oh, wow. yeah, which is a city in southern Italy, and it was inhabited oh. by mostly Greeks at the time. I um, just want to apologize to everybody that lives in the city of Crouton. Crouton. I'm sure it's beautiful. Crouton, <laughs> Jake. Okay. Crouton. <laughs> just want to make that. That's the no. joke. Okay. Joke. <laughs> it's a good joke. It's okay. a good joke. Sorry. It's okay. a good joke. Move on. Um, <laughs> but essentially... Historians have ca- different accounts here, but they don't quite know what he did in Croton. But the general agreement is that Pythagoras combined radiant charisma with a shaman's magnetic ch- magnetic charm. That was the quote. Wow. For this period of time, um, which again, you just what at sixty? Yeah, I get well Man. through his tra- well. Th- sorry, not this is not at sixty. He didn't really start settling down to about sixty, but through his life. This is uh, basically a major stop, right? Which was Croton. Okay. Um, and it essentially he was able to garner um, followers. And it, it took me by complete surprise. Again, I read this, kind of the front half of it going, oh, this is interesting. Oh, this is even more interesting. Egyptian mystics. <laughs> right? Yeah. And it keeps like, getting minute, weirder. What do you know? It keeps getting weirder um, than it continues to. But he was a teacher of many things is what we know uh what we know is that uh he he used his mystic uh background in essentially croton was kind of a backwater town so uh, crotonians um basically came from all over to see him and who were in the town came to see him and essentially listened to him he was a man of wisdom he was you know the dude giving advice and showing people what to do what was right what was wrong um gotcha <laughs> People d- crave that. I yeah, get the I get yeah. the attraction to that. You know, yeah. when someone feels like they have their life together and can give 
like advice everybody i feel like everybody in their life like deserves to have some sort of mentor yeah like that but like yeah i can see how that's very alluring to have someone who's like yeah i can show you the ropes i've been through this before you want to know a funny thing thing that there's a legend around him about sure you say sure like you're not forced into a podcast with me (laughs) as i'm telling you the story i'm just gonna gonna take that like you were completely excited Um, i am excited pythagoras was known to have a golden thigh this is in quotes, golden thigh. That golden. Yeah, listen. listen Stop this. the podcast. This is the most interesting thing <laughs> of According it According right to this many writers who reported this curious characteristic was that of um, that his leg literally were ma- was made of metal um, and that this led, led Crotonians to what they considered a natural conclusion that Pythagoras was either, either the god Apollo himself Oh or the God. son of Apollo. So he had a prosthetic leg. Yeah, probably. That was very shiny. Yeah, maybe he went to Atlantis and, you know, got a got oh a leg gosh. and it was so advanced that people of this town, Croton, were like, what? Man. The son, the God Apollo. You're um, kidding. Yeah, wow. that, that was just, again, added to his myth of Pythagoras. Kind of sounds like imagine, a G, man. Like, I you imagine walking into town? Walk into town and just people will be like, show me your thigh. Show me your thigh. Show me me the thigh. Yeah, I I don't even know. I wonder what their their fashion sense was, you know, if like it was always about as a man, if it was like, did he wear a tunic? Like, what did he wear, you know? Yeah. Was he like showing off the leg? Was he like walking around with it, like knowing that people thought that? If anyone knows like hiking it. What ancient Greek (laughs) fashion was, please send me links. I will like look at accurate, all the Pinterest boards. <laughs> yeah, because like you, you have um, a set thing in your brain, but again, like you don't know what's like real, real. Yeah, you really don't, um, especially because yeah. of movies and kind of what they, of course, have portrayed. But the, I just imagine all sandals, open toes, man. Open That's tandles, what I imagine. Yeah. Open sandals. <laughs> I just said open tandles. We're gonna ignore that. <laughs> we are gonna ignore that. Um, night pod. That's my excuse. Night pod. Crouton. Crouton. <laughs> Uh, but so the, the story goes, I'm going to keep using that phrase to get us back on track here, Jacob. Of course. Um, Sorry. No, <laughs> I'm just <laughs> fucking around. Um, that he built up a name for himself, self where there wasn't anyone that he wouldn't teach. Right. So like children, poor city elders, um, he basically gave his views on faith and belief, diet, morality, and the one unique thing about him at the time also was that he spoke to women um, as equals, which was oh. different for the time as well, um, uh, which was atypical for a man in those <laughs> days. It led a few people, centuries later on, they kind of, again, conf- <sighs> there was parallels between him and Jesus, right? That, like some of this legend around Pythagoras really? is um, some that there's some historians is what i read that uh couldn't help but make parallels between the stories interesting so i found that interesting that that was even mentioned honestly yeah um like like uh so i have a funny excerpt here but for, for example there's a there's a claim that within a few days after pythagoras arrived at croton that the teacher saw fishermen pulling in a large haul of fish um, no. and that Pythagoras told them how many fish they had Stop when it. they tallied their catch. They were then stunned to learn that he was correct. He's Rain Man too? <laughs> I know, man. Dudes, 
It Who gets weirder. It gets really weird, man. Like I said, it, Mr. Golden Thigh can just tell you how many fish are. Yeah. In your, what? And I, what, what, okay. what? What are we talking here? Hold on, I'm trying to think. Uh, forgot when he was born. I just said it, but I forgot when he was born. Do you remember what I just said? Um, what, when he was born? Yeah, when he was born. What year? Because oh, I don't remember. I'm trying to think said. of. Um, shoot, where is it on here? Shoot, I, I, I think this is BC, if I'm not mistaken. I'm, I should, yeah, 582 BC. So this wow. story comes before like the Christ story, right? So right. that that's why I wanted to follow back up with that. The reason why the parallels Whoa. of Jesus Christ being get, interesting. Are we gonna get weird? I mean, I don't know. We don't have to get weird, but is the water getting water getting mixed right now? Well, well listen, like that was not all that he was known to be to do, right? Not just be Rain Man oh. with the fish. Um, okay. That. When he he then ordered those men who he rain manned their their catch um, <laughs> yeah. to return the fish to the sea, and so they thought it was best to comply because this man knows you know this dude just yeah, knew he knows something. So man. they said it, the story goes that as if by further miracle, not one fish died within that that transfer of back to land to to uh, to, to sea, and that um, he was also known to do. Not just that, like, uh, so, like, for instance, Pythagoras spread his doctrine of strict vegetarianism, um, and that, according to reports, he had long performed these odd magical feats, okay? Uh, So, for example, traveling as a youth, Pythagoras had been seized by pirates, this um, dude, this legend. Whether it's dude, I don't know. The legend is why wild. is this guy so cool? Yeah. Why did the math guy turn out so cool? Yeah. Well, listen, they, these pirates. You, we we've known what pirates do. They were hoping to sell them on the slave market. Okay. Oh, um, wow. And oddly, this is when he was a boy. By the way, granted. Okay. Um, he yeah. didn't seem to mind that he sat in the uh, corner of the ship in a trance. He didn't eat and he didn't drink and he didn't move for three days. They're like, this guy's a weirdo. Let him go. The pirates became concerned. They did. They became concerned. <laughs> they were like, what's wrong with this boy? I don't know, but he's freaking me out sitting in the corner. Yeah. But when... Oh my. Was he Blair Witching? Was he say? just Blair Witching in the corner of the... Yeah, dude. Who knows? I think this was before he did his study with the mystics, Egyptian mystics, and all leads Whoa. back to Egypt, Jacob. This is wild, and all leads back to Egypt. Um, the road leads back to Egypt. Yeah, it always does. Um, like with Herodotus and his whole claim of that, we've talked about that before. But oh, I'm yeah, unnerved yeah. for that. Um, but the the to to front to round up that little uh, excerpt was that when the opportune winds blew the ship well ahead of schedule, they took that as a sign and concluded that the boy who was in this weird trance in the side was no more uh, waif is the term, um, but rather a god. <laughs> so. Uh- <laughs> they what? thought he was a guy. They thought he was the Hold one up. who who controlled the wind. Essentially, they oh attributed my. his his trance like and his weird and thing that he was doing in the corner of the ship to them suddenly being way ahead of schedule, and that the winds and everything took them to where they needed to be. And guess what happened when the ship reached Egypt, which is where they were going? Crew members right. carried him ashore, and they erected an altar to him, surrounded him with food and fruits, and then left. What? Yeah, yeah, man. 
That's the story. What? The That's fuck? the story, dude. I'm 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 already blown away. This yeah. is this is insane. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Wait a minute. But imagine being him. Like imagine he's a normal dude. Imagine you're just like some snot nosed kid. Yeah. Just like I refuse to not- eat. <laughs> and then yeah. suddenly they think Yeah. You're he's a just god. literally throwing a fit, and he's like, "Listen, I can I can sit here. I don't have to eat your food." And then they throw him ashore, and they surround him with food and leave him. Yeah. Honestly, I was about to expect, like, if I was the pirate and I believe that, like, this kid has some mystical power that's making us, like, go faster, yeah. I'd keep him on the crew. Well, you don't, you can't, I'd be like, you're you staying can't with chain me. up a god, Jacob, without consequences. They didn't want to get on oh, his god. bad side, so they erected an altar, gave him food, and said, all right, man, thanks. <laughs> Good luck. Sorry about that. But, so, like, again, the, the myth around him was that he had that kind of luck. He just had that kind of luck. Wow. Um. Okay. And his good fortune continued in Croton. So where their citizens had built him a school and a temple honoring his patron god Apollo. Um, and that his follow group of followers became uh, a state within a state where, according to uh, modern scholars, I'm going to quote one, uh, Peter Gormani, um, that his disciples lived in a commune within Croton sharing all possessions and then had a larger group called acousmatics whose dedication was just basically if you're the casual follower you're not mm-hmm. acousmatic and if you're a diehard you're um uh, a disciple i can't remember what the, the name is wow. off the top of my head um but dude this is wild and now that you said his birth now i'm just thinking about like how in the world did he have a metal like a golden thigh Right. Uh, Imagine the time. What I don't know. Like, see, that's where. Like, that's where how I is don't that know. possible? I don't know what that would mean if that means like he just was tan. I don't. I don't really know, man. Like, yeah, I don't know dude, how to interpret weird. that. But essentially, the, it's interpreted as from what I read that it was metal. Like it was gold. That was essentially what they were saying it was. So. Whether it's like a copper thing, like you're right, maybe he got it some advantage. I don't know, like croton. But there's no. It's like, like sorry, go for the, it. No, I was just. I'm just. I'm mind blown because I'm just thinking about like the technology then, right? Like, was there really um, that sort of like? I didn't think there was like metalworking stuff at that point, right? I I honestly couldn't tell you, but all all my my brain goes to the thought of like, okay, let's say, let's say we're we're in advanced civilization like New York City, right, that is okay. so far away from Greece. And if this man was a man on the move, maybe something happened. Maybe he did lose a leg and got something that was rare, right, like in mm-hmm. like the town of New York City. And then goes to this backwater kind of small town. Like, to and the, like imagine you went to our town, Jacob, where we grew up in Oklahoma, right? Like imagine you're going there with some advanced technology, it, or just something rare maybe. I don't know. Like most people might not see that every day. Or maybe it's like a first right. time they've ever seen it and it's – attributed to the myth of this man's a god you know <laughs> it makes you wonder if you all know. that time in egypt you know man maybe he came out with like a special yeah special thing i from don't there. know maybe, maybe man maybe they like wrapped his <laughs> wrapped his leg wrapped with his something. leg or something yeah, maybe there was wild. like a golden cloth maybe and he I mean, just always who knows if it, it was metal metal yeah dude i don't know it's yeah it's interesting to speculate but i found that i also had that kind of stuck in my head as well um it's pretty crazy but so essentially, again, we're getting into kind of the cult life that he um, started and cultivated was that his disciples lived basically by his word and that Pythagoras 
excuse me, ate lightly, taking neither meat nor fish, and that they slept sparingly. They didn't drink any alcohol, insisted on monogamy. Um, they didn't eat beans because Pythagoras oh. taught that men's souls were inside of the beans. So, and, <laughs> and remember this. Remember, remember what I just said too. Remember okay. that because that comes in the play later. The beans comment? No. The the re, like his he thought beans were just sacred. Okay. Wow. <laughs> neurotic. I don't know, man. Have I have I, I forsaken beans? I don't know, man. My entire life. Yeah. What's happened? Another thing is they never tra- traveled the high road, never touched white roosters. They received Pythagoras's laws as if they were divine prophet uh, precepts, without um, without which they did nothing. And that was kind of the end of that little excerpt that I pulled over. But I again, so basically, what he said goes, you know. Wow. If I say jump, you're gonna jump. If I say, say don't eat high. beans because there's m- other people's souls inside the beans, <laughs> you're not gonna eat you don't beans, eat motherfucker. Beans. <laughs> Oh my God! <laughs> um, so I, I'm just gonna keep going on. Stop me whenever. Yeah, go for uh, it. Actually, no, is, what are we at right now? Crazy. We're about 27 minutes in. Let's let's give it. Let's put in the ad break here. Um, and yeah, then we'll, you want to we'll jump back into it? And get the back half of this. All right, man. And we're back. Thanks for listening to the ad. We are. You've made it this far. You know what we're talking about. I don't have to yeah. read what we're talking about. Um, but thank you for listening to the ad because that helps support. We we're talking the about beans. We were talking, we're talking about, about beans, beans and what kind of beans are our favorite. So it's mine's true. Garbanzo. What's yours, Jeffrey? What you got? Can I be honest with you? Can you yeah. guys not judge me if you're listening to this? Refried, huh? I don't like <laughs> beans that much. Like, dude, I'm like I I'm don't, not a huge beans I, fan. I don't eat beans, dude. Beans and chili, though. I'm gonna whisper yes. that into your ear, whoever's. <laughs> I don't it will be beans. very quiet, so you can say that. <laughs> I just I don't eat beans really. Like if it's in it, if it's inside of a meal, meal like I do eat chili, which is basically just beans. But I eat chili sometimes. Um, but I don't eat beans like you know, like at a Mexican restaurant. I don't get a side of beans. Good. No, no human Good. souls. <laughs> yeah, no human you souls. Know? No, no Maybe human that's souls. why I'm, you know, I'm living a really nice. I don't, I'm not living a nice. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to figure out like some. Like, I've got garnered good we, luck by not the eating rest beans. of the pod. The rest of the pod is just us talking about uh, our eating habits. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't don't mind us. Um, yeah, don't mind us. But jumping back into it, off of the beans, that yes. the formation of the um, uh, the community. Um, was essentially growing to where eventually there was around 2,500 followers. Okay. Think about that. Like, that's not some small rinky dink. a lot of people. Yeah, dude. Like, that's quite a bit, you know? Um, yeah. And that many citizens, particularly old guard, um, there's older people, the older generation weren't happy with this, okay? Um, they were like... Some of the government and around of the city weren't happy with this, okay? Yeah, um, interesting. And that the formation... Uh, some of the, the geopolitics of the time uh, this is kind of funny to, to talk about, but that the community, according to um, there's another citation here from a, a book that was written by um, David Gorman um, uh, was basically that the gradual to sudden conversion of this magnitude would have disturbed the council leaders of the Croton and that yeah, cults, disturbing me to hear about these beans. Yeah. But I didn't realize this either, that cults were as feared and distrusted back then as they are now and kind of looked oh. at similarly. Like that's not really changed. Um, and that because this was an age or a time in which um, the current model for people living there, right, whatever their religious beliefs or their their morals um, 
were breaking down according to the, again, geopolitical situation. Uh, sure. They were kind of breaking down in that uh, they were looking for other things. People were looking for other other values, other, you know, leaders, goalposts, you know, like how to live their life, right. what to do. Um, and so essentially Pythagoreans is the term was one of many other cults that were also happening at the time. But this was one that obviously sustained and we have stories of and records of. Um, but that's, Dude, that's kind crazy. of what led to that to swell and become so big um, by pr- wow. producing things to which, you know, most people were able to follow, to live by, how to live, you know, um, a good life. And the, the preaching temperance, communal living, you know, the, the kind of yeah. what all the things you already attribute to Sharing cult resources, life now. Almost like. Uh, monk-like in a couple ways, but obviously not the not the extreme rules. But yeah. like just thinking of like communal living, uh, not putting stock into like stuff. Right. Um, they also it, it was governed by uh, again the enlightened few. You know that's how it was kind of kept in check or kept in line. But basically, many people in the time were drawn. Um, about life after death as well. There's some teachings about that in the Pythagoras, you know, docs or I don't know, you know, uh, texts that of some kind of netherworld, a concept that reached Greeks from Egyptian and Eastern culture. So kind of, again, bringing in some of that mysticism Mm. into this world and kind of um, like, especially secrecy. I didn't realize that, but that led to it being pretty, again, it's like you want to be part of the secret, you know, you want to, you want to know the secret to the, the mystical tradition um yeah that to the afterlife where we're going how to live a good life yeah yeah and it gave the air of uh enlightenment and revolution and so pythagoras though the angle was for pythagoreans (laughs) (laughs) the angle was numbers so it was based in math um that that he was of course as we know a mathematician but some consider him to be the world's first mathematician although that's not um uh in our sense of the word, but essentially to him, numbers were divine. Okay. And so I was actually talking about this today about someone who adamant believes in the, the power of numbers and the symbol of numbers and what they mean and kind of, um, right. Like, uh, whether you're using them, seeing them, that they mean something more. Right. And so that's essentially what this is based in. And that like, for, for example, I, I have a few examples here of, of what they believe. Right. Um, yeah. But uh, so, for instance, individual numbers had magical powers. Numbers, he said, are, in quotes, the cause of gods and demons. And that Pythagoras started counting with the number three. One and two, he considered building blocks for all of the numbers, not numbers themselves. Okay. And so you have to follow this thinking because it is a bit different than how okay. we are thinking, used to thinking of numbers, right? But numbers, in his mind, were the building blocks of everything else, which we know is real, by the way. We know that's yeah. true. Ends up being true, um, but he recognized opportunity like as the number seven. Okay, justice as number four, hmm. masculinity an odd number, Fem- feminine femininity. God, my sorry, as an You're even good. number. Two embodied uh, the female principle, three the male, and so marriage was five, right? The com- combination. Interesting. And so. It it may seem odd to kind of view it that way. It did take me a minute to kind of, um, you know, wrap my head around how that. It's weird because you it kind of makes sense in yeah. a weird way. Yeah, and like we, some of it, we end up finding out uh, obviously that you know math is the 
the basis of all things, ones and zeros, you know? Like, even, like, the right. computers were in, it's all just ones and zeros. And the whole thing with quantum computing is that you're trying to get to multiple numbers and, and like, the Schrodinger's cat of, like, numbers existing and not existing, but still doing output, you know? Which is wild. Right. Like, to even think about that, but it starts here, you know? It dude, don't here. get me started on quantum computers, dude. We can we can Stuff we can table that other world. Maybe we can touch that at the end of this podcast if we want yeah. to. Um, what I was really gonna ask you about this is: Do you like have um, numbers that you feel like you see, or have like a weird superstition with? Like I feel like a lot of people do. Yeah, I do uh, three, and then ones three and threes. Nice. And then uh, my ones lucky number is twenty two. But um, like for instance. I should, I don't know if I could, never mind, I won't say this. A lot yeah. of my, you know this, um, 111, I see that quite a bit. Like, I see, yeah. uh, I, I also weirdly, and I, I don't know what this means, maybe someone out there who knows this kind of teaching and thought more than me could tell me, um, but I consistently, and again, this will be a side jaunt, jaunt. we can get come back to the story, but yeah, I consistently wake up most nights when I wake up at 4.44 a.m., so like when I'm Whoa, waking kidding. up at at night and I'm having whatever I'm having, whether it's a dream or whatever, and I'm waking up right. pretty consistently, as in like most times, I'm not going to put all times, majority of the time I look over and it's 444. Right. I feel like I have a couple numbers, especially like um, my birthday numbers um, and stuff like that. And it's crazy in the number seven. I feel like I see seven a lot. Yeah. It's just one of those things too, that I don't know if it's um, a mental thing where you start looking for those things and you find them. Yeah. Right. So it's all, like just because you, you know about, you have it in your brain that you're going to see the number seven, right. That you'll see it um, around more often because you're looking for it. Right. Or, or something like that. But I do like, I'm, it's not uncommon. I feel like the most people that I've been around have like a weird association or almost superstition well, like, with mathematical numbers. Can, can we, I'll break this. Uh, let's say this because this is where I, my mind goes, right? I go, okay, what is math, right? It's, it's, a, it's a language term that we use to describe a list of symbols, right? Well, this is also a way for humans to decode our world. Right. And, and it, it is, we proven. have created them, right. but it's, it's been proven. It's, it's, it's connected yeah, it's more to like the, the language. The, the math the language. is connected to the world inevitably, you know, because yeah, yeah sorry, go for it. I didn't mean to no, interrupt. No, 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 you're just, good. My mind you're good. Yeah. No, it's more of, yeah, it's the language of how we see the universe yeah. and how we make the sense of things. So it's like we've, it's human made. And it's a language. It's a language itself. So, for me to think that somehow that connection, because again, like it's, it's again thinking of numbers in a different way. It's not that yeah. numbers themselves have the power. It's almost like what it represents, or maybe what it's connected to. Because that number is a descriptor of something happening in the world. Because that's how we get to science, like scientific answers. You know, we use math yeah. to get to scientific answers. Because they're connected, it's connected to something, right? So right. that's when what it kind of t- turned my brain a little, little bit in a different way of thinking again and numbers a little bit differently. And so it didn't yeah. seem that odd when I put it in that headspace because it kind of I kind of went yeah, but whether it, yeah. it means the the verbal term right power or opportunity, I don't I don't well, know. I'm just again I tried to keep open it. to that thought and think of it differently. Yeah, absolutely. The more we discuss it, the more that it makes the most sense how cl- you don't realize how close math and language are together. Yeah. 
Because they're basically the same thing. Yeah, they're just descript. It's a descriptor, right? That we can so, use, and it's connected to the outside yeah. world. That's how we like do math. I don't. I don't know how to explain it either. So it's can weird. numbers speak language back? If it goes one way, and we use that to describe a certain thing, do those numbers say something to you? Well, yeah. Like that's the whole thing, right? Like getting to the e equals mc square, right? Getting to that solution, right, takes a host of of problem solving, right? But sure. that solution existed, right? That Einstein knew that that solution, ex- like E equals MC squared, that was the, the end result. So he was just building mm-hmm. to get to that thing that already existed, right? Right. And proved itself to or be true. Or a way to describe that thing. Right. So, in the most concrete terms yeah. that we can yeah. come up with with our human brains. Yes. Right, which is wild. Um, it is wild, man. It, it totally turns the brain for me. Um, but we can we can jump back into the story if you want to. Yeah, of course. Um uh, but the, the emphasis essentially in this way on math led to practical advances as well. So, for example, Pythagoras established one of the world's first laboratories where he tested acoustics. Now, this was awesome, right? So using <laughs> yeah. sound and music, right? So he would test acoustics by hammering bells of different weights and measuring the pitch of tones they produced, okay? Oh, cool. He discovered that um, musical pitch is related to vibration and string. Mm-hmm. And varies with the string's length. Um, he found musical harmony results from waves and vibrating strings that are precise multiples of one another. So again, the math that goes into music, where we know that music is math, you know. Oh, dude! Almost everything's math, man. Exactly. And so he was again quite revolutionary here. And so one way, like, like I already touched on with the vibrating string being, uh, you know, one of the ways that he tested and, and discovered things. He also he also measured the stars. And plotted an Earth-centered solar system. Hmm. How? What? Because <laughs> at the time, because at the time yeah. that, that that was believed that the Earth, it yeah. was taught that the Earth was well, the like like of you said, like like they said they were believed in the God Apollo. You know, and if I'm not mistaken, sure. that was like a multi-dimensional, not like leveled theory. And maybe I'm wrong on that. I could be completely speaking out of my hmm. my butt there. But if I'm not mistaken, because again, like God's member was supposed to sit above the Earth. Right, like in in Zeus, that's the reason why these gods could interact, right? Hmm. If I'm not mistaken, right. again, I've, I've watched some Greek lore, and maybe I just read watched yeah, too you've much. Read of so the much wrong stuff. You've read so much more. You've read so much more on that subject. Like I defer to you on that because I know you well, have read I'm multiple books. Well, I'm just gonna go with this, it, and maybe <laughs> someone could tell me if I'm wrong. I'm completely open to being wrong, but I I think I I, I do know that that was different for the time. Again, the Earth right. being a centered, uh, the center. Um, uh, of the solar system was something he produced, I guess, at the time. And he argued that the movements of stars and planets produced a form of musical harmony beyond human comprehension. So again, yeah, the way dude. he expressed, you know, how strings move and vibrate and when things are moving, they're causing, you know, vibrations that then can be turned into math and you can you cause an orchestra. So our solar system is playing a tune to us essentially. Wow. And so he also was the source of the expression, the music of the spheres. Pretty popular term. Maybe you've heard of it. I don't know if you have or not. Um, yeah. But so, again, we'll, we'll start wrapping this up here. But, but Pythagore- uh, Pythagoreans did not share their knowledge either. They're pretty, again, highly secretive um, wow. because they thought it was, you know. It made the club cooler? I, I don't know. I don't know if it was that or if it was just... Um, I don't. I really don't know. I di- I couldn't really figure that out. But I do know that secrecy was maintained rigorously, according to mm-hmm. some of the, the the verbiage here. That 
including knowledge of various geometric forms considered to have divine properties. Wow. So these forms included the sphere, the cube, the tetrahedron, um, a solid with four equilateral triangles as faces. And according to Gorman, one of the, the people we've mentioned who uh, wrote a book on this, a disciple named Hippasus was known at the time who revealed the properties of the dodecahedron. You know this word. I know you do, Jacob. Maybe yes. you can help me. Do- decahedron. Dodecahedron, right? Um, yeah. He supposedly um, revealed the properties outside of the group and was properly expelled from the community. Oh, wow. Can I, say, can I just say, what? does that sound like a betrayal to you? A betrayal? Yeah, a betrayal. I, like, like that, no, but here, here's, here's my parallel. Yeah, go ahead. The parallel, G- give, me the your, Jesus, give me your take. The Jesus parallel. I, have you not picked up on that? Oh. Like, I, yeah. I, I started going, and again, what order this goes in, I don't know. But I've, I couldn't help myself but find parallels again in the, the myth oh, of the man. He's a traitor. The, huh? way he, the way he preached this, this uh, new way of living, the way he treated women as equals, which was rare, the t- the, like not heard of the way he... Right. Um, kind of like how Christ treated kids and like was spoken about in the Bible. Right. You know? And the way he performed certain miracles, you know, which again, this was a different time. Maybe there evolving was Evolving fish. Right. And evolving <laughs> fish um, and water. Um, huh. And again, I don't know. I just, I found it interesting and I'm not going to say this. I don't think, I think he actually, there was a story that didn't follow all the way down that supposedly one of the people within the group did this and ended up, they think they don't have confirmation, but that they ended up killing him or something of that sort for, for exposing some of this information. You're kidding. So again, I like some of the, I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm just saying. Interesting. My, my brain's open to it. I just, I just found it interesting. Um, but essentially the, the thought was for them exposing this for the time, right? We think why, who cares? It's like, at the time, right. it was um, w- they didn't know what could happen if the secret plans of this s- form, this shape, right, uh, with the twelve pentagons as sides, were to fall in the wrong hands. Which is a weird thought. They thought it would be dangerous. Yeah, thought it could be dangerous. They didn't know. Yeah, because I'm kind of of the mind of you know when you have stuff like that that you share it, but obviously, and in, in their minds they viewed that differently. They viewed it as something that could be used against them. Right. And and here's another little, there's two little twists here I'm going to throw in at the end, which is going to be his blaze of glory, which we're going to talk about. But you another keep saying blaze. Note. I already know he's going to be lit on fire or something crazy, man. <laughs> no, I, I just, it's a, it's an ending for a cult leader, I guess. Okay. Um, essentially, one of the last two things we could touch on, one of them being that um, they don't even think Pythagoras created Pythagorean theorem, Pythagoras theorem, or however you phrase that term i apologize um really he may not even devise the theorem that bears his name that his right majority of his writings are lost and almost everything attributed to him stems from the writings of his community and followers that many scholars believe that others in his group could have produced the theorem and that's what they think wow Um, and they just attributed their knowledge and their ability to get there possibly by their leader yeah um, you know, kind of added to the, the myth there. Interesting. But the day of reckoning came, Jake. Oh, God. Cro- Croton. This man was too charismatic. Too charismatic. <laughs> um, too charismatic. There was a funny reference in this thing I read where it was like, 
Croton soon become a one-star town similar to Chicago with Michael Jordan. <laughs> I was like, what a, what a connection. Wow. What a connection. What a, wow, what a visual. Yeah. Um, Pythagoras at this point had become omnipotent um and he was omnipotent omnipotent sorry my god i'm reading i'm reading ahead and i'm trying to get my notes i I got you i got you man that's what i'm I'm here for i'm not that dumb i promise um no you're okay he was basically above the direct involvement in political phrase but essentially his cult weren't many of his people in his cult weren't um and that occasionally every leader needs a crisis to rally flagging supporters shake and Pythagoras oh, no. found one right around the corner in Sybaris, which was a neighboring city-state um, uh, that was uh, right nearby. And that Sybaris do was known for their love of excess and their military power, which far okay. exceeded that of Croton. And so when Telus, um, the Sybaris d- dictator, demanded return of refugees who had fled to Croton, many Crotonians wanted to comply. They had suffered in recent conflicts with other city-states, and were not confident about their power at the time. And so Pythagoras was defiant at, at this request and ended up oh. rallying Croton. Okay? And oh, so no. his disciple, the Olympic athlete <laughs> Milo, uh, the wrestler, raised an army and attacked Sybaris. This man was involved in so much shit. Like, think about this. So, I just, think about the arch we just, arc we just took from yeah. from his birth to to ended up one of his disciples rallying you know an army at the time to fight a neighboring city state. Um, so they went on the offensive. They didn't even I like guess defend. So. Yep, I guess so. And those so refugees. Milo, the the Olympic athlete wrestler at the time, um, raised an army and attacked Sybaris. and they were outnumbered. And essentially, Milo's troop troops crushed Sybaris so completely oh. that it virtually disappeared. <laughs> You're kidding. <laughs> they had the, the map what? on their side, man. Are you um, telling me that he next he's like ruling an empire? Yeah, listen, listen to this. <laughs> Crushing neighbor listen cities like follow me. Suddenly, Croton was a major power in the region. No. And yet, even in victory, dissension remained within the group. Lingering problems with cults festered across the Greek world at the time. And so problems for Pythagoras came to an end or to a to a head after he had been in Croton about 20 years. So he's been okay. living this good life for he, dude. a minute, okay? So I don't know about what we're saying into the blaze of glory, but, like, this man had a life. It's not like he, he lived did. a short, life, quick life. He definitely made it to a, a long, long end. But the story goes that a nobleman named Cleon asked to join the Pythagoreans, okay? But okay. he had a reputation as a partier, and so Pythagoras balked at the idea and said no. This in turn spurred Chilon to rally the population against Pythagoras and ambushed him at Milo's house, his disciple, his, you know, uh, Olympic athlete. Um, They ambushed him at Milo's house. In the clash that happened, the house was burned and and most, like, this house had majority of the local Pythagoreans, um, inside of it at the time as well. Cause again, he's, he's with his people. He's in his, right. his home. Um, and it burned and killed majority of the Pythagoreans at the time. Um, wait, 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 you're talking thousands of people. Quite a bit uh, in this home. I'm not going to say that it was, it was just basically a lot of the local population of Pythagoreans right. 
died gotcha. in this fire. But a lot of people died in yeah, the house. Yeah, in, fi- in the house. Um, and so the the Pythagorean school, though, did not fade with this. Um, the movement was largely um, uh, eradicated after the 6th century B.C., but the P- Pythagoreans uh, lasted another 300 years from this point. So like the teachings, spreading as far wow. as the Middle East and spawning a lot of thinkers and a lot of people to follow after that. So 300 years is, is a short time in the span of history, but n- it's quite a long time if you think about it. You know, it's a couple, quite a few oh, yeah. lifetimes. Um, three exactly. As long probably. as the United States have been around, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so here's the That's thing. That's nuts. But we're going to wrap this up. But there's a little bit of a funny thing here that we, we're going to end on beans, Jake. Um, okay, cool. Pythagoras turned out to be one of the fathers of Western ph- philosophical tradition. We we kind of know this, right? He's his easy blend of science, free willing spiritualism, and philosophy laid groundwork for a wave of ancient Greek philosophers. So really paved the way in this area. His biggest fan would be none other uh, none other than Plato himself. Um, oh my God, dude! This man is a legend. That's what I'm saying. Okay, but here's the end. Okay. Okay. So after that fire happened, that. Right. There were reports that he re- got away. He escaped. Hmm. He escaped the fire and ran, only to come to a bean field, which he rev- he viewed as sacred ground, and could okay. not pass. Jacob, wait. He didn't walk through the bean him? field. The beans stopped him, and when he refused to All cross the souls it, staring pursuers back at him, from like, Croton caught him and slit his throat. Oh my God! All because <laughs> he, he thought beans were sacred. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this man yeah. died over a bunch of bushes beans. But Jacob, <laughs> there's this man is Elvis. This man is Elvis. There's Dude, reports. Dude, he lives on forever. There's reports that he escaped, and oh. that he escaped to a Greek Italian city state, and then died after that. Some reports place him in the last uh, him last in Delos, consoling a dying teacher. Sightings of Pythagoras Elvis like were reported for years after. Whatever his fate, Pythagoras's legacy thrives, obviously, in, in, wow. in ways we don't know. But that's Dude, that's my story. Legend. Holy shit. Yeah. That was my that, episode, my man. Dude, that is nuts. Coming coming full circle from where we started. I did not think this is where we'd end up with like <laughs> thinking you. that this dude is you. like some crazy yeah. motherfucker with yeah. <laughs> in a cult. Yeah. Like studied with the Egyptians, like mm-hmm. got captured by pirates. My God. I hope you enjoyed it if you're listening. Um yeah. it took me for a ride. And okay. I uh I, I just had to share. It caught me and um yeah. Glad glad we could bring it up today. I again I didn't want to get into the Pythagorean theorem and really what all that's about and some of the math and stuff sure. we know about because we know that. A we do. A square B squ- equals B squ- plus B square equals C square. Okay, apparently we don't know. We don't know that. I just stumbled. <laughs> apparently we that. don't know it. Yeah. Uh, we'll, t- we'll try that again. A square plus B square <laughs> equals C square, right? Nice. We all nice. know that, don't we, Jake? Yeah, we, we all know that. Dude, we've we've brought up a lot of really good questions in this entire yeah. um, episode here. Yeah. We which did. is numbers, so like Seriously, the power guys, of numbers. message us. I want I want to know what is your lucky number. What is the number that speaks to you that you see all the time that you think has some weird power? Because I feel like most people have that. We talked about favorite beans. Yeah, you know, let us know your favorite beans. What was the other one? There was another one at the very beginning. I don't know. I just I couldn't get over the beans. Uh, dude, me neither, man. The fact that he died from beans, full circle. Yeah, it was wild. <laughs> That's why I told you I like leaving those. Remember that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, like what? What could beans have possibly to do? <laughs> yeah. 
Wow. All right. That's well, nuts. thank you guys for listening. Uh, check us out That's on right. social media, Casual X History, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Um, we will be back next Monday for another episode. That is right. All right. Bye.